so Ramadan 2019 um, started this weekend, just passed, and uh, we'll run for a month. And what we thought for this week's podcast, we'd, we'd have a chat with some of our Muslim members of staff about just what Ramadan is and what it means to them to help raise our own understanding about this and, and have a chat. And we're also, we've got Leslie Foe here, our diversity inclusion lead, to talk about um, what the Trust Committee is doing to uh, support our staff and uh, inclusion uh, topics more generally. Um, so if, if I could start by just asking each of you to just introduce yourselves and, and um, say what you do in the Trust. I'm Leslie Foe, I'm the Diversity and Inclusion Leader. I'm Wahida Mohammed, HR Advisor. I'm Amina Begum, I work as a Recruitment Administrator. And I am Amna Sabani and I work in the Communications Team as a Comms and Engagement Officer. For somebody who knows absolutely nothing about Ramadan whatsoever, what is Ramadan and how does it fit into the Muslim faith? Ramadan is the name of a month for some people who may not be aware. It's like the ninth month of the Islamic calendar. And um, the Islamic calendar follows like a lunar calendar as opposed to like the Gregorian one. So it's based on the moon sightings. So which is why like some people might be confused as to why Ramadan is not on a fixed day each year mm-hmm. because there's a lunar cycle moving, I think, back by about 11 days approximately. Um, so that's what the word Ramadan actually means, is the name of an actual month. And um, it lasts for 30 days, like you say, a period of 30 days, and during which time Muslims will abstain from food and drink. Not only that, it's also to sort of um, abstain from other sort of um, bad habits and things like that, sort of refrain from, you know, doing bad things, you, you know, saying bad things, seeing bad things, you know, a number of things. It's like a spiritual detoxifi- detoxification as well. So food is a small part of it, but I think with us being human beings, it has, you know, that's the most noticeable a- aspect of it. Um, yeah, so that's my definition of what Ramadan would, would be. Yeah. And so in terms of uh, abstinence and fasting mm. for a particular period of the day, is, is, how does that work? So it's normally from dawn till dusk is it yeah Yeah, so normally around i think it's three o'clock my husband woke up last night three o'clock in the morning and you stop eating when is it just before sunrise yeah so i think the the final point which you can eat up until is sunrise sunrise yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. so i think now it's around is it around half three in the morning yeah around half three yeah and just before that we do fudger prayer and then so that coincides with sunrise yeah. as well. Yeah. Fajr prayer, so Fajr prayer is usually at sunrise, mm. so you would stop eating up until that point. Yeah. Um, and depending on which time of the year Ramadan falls at, sunrise can be after seven a.m. and at yeah. other times like in the winter. Months, that's hours, a long so, time ago, yeah. wasn't it? Right yeah. now it's really early. Yeah, so so we, we're fasting for longer periods periods of time. I think yeah. last year was probably the longest, the longest for a long time. Some people think we have it bad, but I think certain parts of the world, I think yeah. in like um, Finland and places like that, they yeah. fast up to up to twenty hours or something like that. So, so you know, like, yeah. So you stop eating yeah. in the morning. Yeah. And then you don't eat anything until the sun goes down. Yeah, and yeah. we often get asked this question, not water. even water. You know, yeah. it's, it's nothing. Yeah, not even nothing. water. Nothing so can nothing. pass the lips, yeah, no so medication, no nothing. Yeah. Not even well, obviously, if you yeah, require the medication, you wouldn't be expected to fast. So people yeah. who are, like, say, elderly, the young children, pregnant women, breastfeeding women, menstruating women, they're all sort of exempt from fasting anyway. Um, yeah, so it's... Um, so we might expect to see quite a few tired people who are observing the fast. If they're getting up in the early hours, there's a morning yeah, to, to be able to eat. You get to points where you start to flag a little bit, but then, you know, it's not as hard as you would think. I don't know. I think once you've done it, yeah. 
and and I think it's the sort of the the spirit around Ramadan that solidarity and millions yeah, of people really around exciting, the world are doing yeah, it. The build up's and really it just exciting. seems easy. I mean, once you go past the first, mm. yeah, you get used say, to it. Yeah, your body does adapt. Yeah, you get used to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember everyone in the office being really supportive. Like they'd all eat that. Maybe they wouldn't eat. Mm -hmm. Food that smelt quite strong, they might take it downstairs or try and hide treats, them, you know, so I don't hear because I'm notoriously known for like eating a lot in the mm -hmm. day. So they made sure not to distract me. But then as I got used to it, I was like, you can eat, eat what you want and buy now, just carry on. Honestly, it's dead really nice of you yeah. to try. It is really nice yeah. how you get that support of people. Isn't Everyone it? Yeah. is really. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody who isn't um, familiar with, um, with Islam as a faith, explain a little bit about. The, the, uh, the, have the other pillars and how they fit in with We learned a song about that in school. Did you it? Oh, I don't remember. I just know. I just remember oh. there was like, there are five pillars of Islam, Allah explained in the Quran. Does anybody know that? Oh, well, yeah. But then I don't know any more than that. I just remember that. And right. then I know the pillars, oh, wow. so we'll do them together. So there's Namaz. Namaz. Declaration, declaration of, um, of the faith. oneness of so Islam is a monotheistic religion. So it's declaring that we all believe in one God. And shahada. Yeah, so that's also known as Shahada. So you get some people who may convert to the religion. So I think the first um, point which in which they do that is by taking the Shahada or the declaration mm -hmm. of the oneness of God and declaring that uh, that uh, Muslims believe in all the prophets as uh, the biblical prophets um, and the sort of prophets that are mentioned in the Torah that mm -hmm. Judaism believes in as well. But the difference is that we believe that Prophet Muhammad is the final uh, uh, um, prophet, and whenever we say Prophet Muhammad's name, a lot of Muslims will say like. Uh, peace be upon him afterwards and so you may hear that you know uh, mm -hmm. from time to time so the first one is the declaration of faith the second one is um to pray um the practice mm -hmm. praying so it's like also known as salah or namaz mm -hmm. some people call it and that's um prescribed at five points during the day and i think we mentioned fajr being the first one of the day which starts at sunset and the final one is um nighttime prayer so after the sun set Sorry, the first one was sunrise, and the final one is at, after sunset. There's one at sunset, and there's another one at night time as well, which is known as the Isha prayers. And um, the third one is fasting. The third pillar of Islam is fasting that you no, mentioned earlier. Order. I know them, but I didn't know there was an I order. <laughs> I think it might be just the way I learned it. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, so the third one is fasting. I think some people use an Arabic term to describe it, Salm, S-A-W-M as well, so we it's interchangeable. Water. Or you might say it's written in mother tongue, Rose, mm. or, you know, we say Rosa in Bengali. Okay. What do you say? Yeah, both. Yeah. Rosa and then the, it's like a pronoun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the fourth one, the first three are what we would class as obligatory ones, and the final two are only... Uh, for those who are able to, so the, uh, the final two, the fourth one being um, going on a pilgrimage to Mecca in Saudi Arabia, where, um, and we call that Hajj, the pilgrimage, the journey, um, and that's like a journey, and it uh, consists of a certain set, set of rituals, and the final pillar is Zakat, which we mentioned, which is literally means charity, so um, donating 2% of your wealth. But the final two wouldn't be compulsory on everybody because not everybody would have the means mm. to be able to do that or you know, the funds to be able to do that. So that's the first three of you know, the mm. main pillars. Yeah. 
for Muslims living in this country? Is it desirable for people to strive to have that pilgrimage once in their lifetime, or is it something yeah. they would strive yeah. to do? I'm lucky enough to have been. Oh, really? Oh, so yeah, oh. yeah, we went like. Actually, two weeks after we got married, it's like a yeah, it's a, it's a nice yeah, yeah, it's a nice good. way to start. Like we thought, like a yeah, and it was it was definitely uh, you know quite spiritually quite awakening. I wouldn't say I was that practicing before that. I think that was a bit of a turning point for me, um, and just that sort of um, that sense of community you get from being out there. I think at the time that we were there, there was another two million people there at that same wow. time. Mm. It was less than two weeks that we'd been out there for. Mm. Um, only because that was the time, you know, the certain time we could take off work. But I think the actual period of Hajj lasts for seven days. But some people will go out there for four weeks and fill it with mm -hmm. all the sort of rituals during that time. And yeah, it's amazing just to see where, um, you know, Muslims from all parts of every corner of the world looking so differently, but all there for a common purpose mm -hmm. and all sort of sharing and all sort of like doing the same rituals, you know, that sense of togetherness. And I think you get some of that coming back in Ramadan, that community spirit, that sense yeah. of togetherness, uh, you know, reaching out, and the charity is a big thing during Ramadan, isn't it, all the time, and um, so there's a lot of that during Ramadan, so, um, you know, everybody's just on a high to do, you know, be the Give, best person, share, you, know, be the, yeah. you know, be nice to everybody and things like that, and, you know, I think sometimes it can be like people assume that, oh gosh, it's Ramadan, I feel sorry for you kind of thing. But I think, mm. I don't know, maybe sometimes, yeah, it, it, it can be a struggle for various reasons for some people. But um, the way I see it, and I think a lot of people do see it as well, it's actually a privilege because it's uh, such a blessed month that we believe it to be where the, um, you know, the opportunity to maximise on all of this reward that, you know, we can get is just think wow we need to sort of reap as much of that as you can you know because for what is like little effort you know you can mm -hmm. gain so much more from the belief that's a sort of fundamental belief of it anyway so i think last yeah. year when i did it it was just the sheer appreciation of what we have and what we take for granted mm. all the time just like little things like food mm. yeah and water and drink and then that is what you're meant to do you're meant mm. to reflect on those who don't have as much you do, you do appreciate it. Because when you are abstaining from food and drink, it makes you a bit more sort of like spiritually aware and conscious of other mm. things around you. And you know, you appreciate yeah, you that, appreciate that, that first drop of water you're not, you're, you when know. you break your fast or when you have that date, the sweetness that you get from it and that sugar rush. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, mm. food. You just don't understand yeah. how much After you a while, it. you don't want to eat anything. You just want yeah. to sit down and go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you just totally shrink much, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So there's clearly a very individual and contemplative very. part yeah. of yeah. Ramadan, but it sounds like there's also quite a family or a social aspect to it. Yeah, yeah. Very family and social. Yeah. I mean, where we live, we've got quite a close-knit community. So when everyone's cooking in the evening, like ten, five or ten minutes before we're about to break our fast, we'll be all getting knocking on each other's doors, Passing giving a plate of food to yeah. each other. So I'll get my mother-in-law, or my, we've got my husband's auntie next door, we've got some neighbours. So sometimes you have to cook that much because everyone just kind of gives food around to you. But on, on a normal day, you'd never do that. That's why Ramadan's so nice and special that you do share yeah. a lot with everybody. And, yeah. and you want to try different foods, like you've fasted all day, no matter what anyone gives you, you're like, oh, thank yeah. you, I'll try <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And we share ideas, it's all on social media now as well, big yeah. thing on social media about, um, like if you'd search Ramadan yeah. or 
um, if if Taf, if yeah. Tar Miladis, if if I Dari is the yeah. name of when we break our fast, yes, that's if right, Dari, yeah, yeah. we say if Dari, yeah, or it can be yeah, if Dari. Yeah. So you, if you can search if Tar on social media, you'll come out with so many cool like food and meal ideas. Mm -hmm. By the time you break your fast, and then we also have like um, an evening prayer, which is known as the Tarawi yeah, prayers. Tarawi. So you'll see you like a lot. Of People uh, really gathering at the mosque, uh, you know, more often in during Ramadan time than you would any other time of the year, because um, there, there's another um, additional prayer. Yeah. It's um, it's not a compulsory one, but it's um, a recommended one, and um, so that can last up to an hour. So a lot of men will go Sometimes through that. Sometimes longer as, than yeah, that. Yeah. Depending on oh, how they read it. Yeah. 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 So by uh, I mean, if I'm reading that at home, it could take me about an hour. And then, you know, so then you get to bed quite late mm. and then you have to be up soon. So much shorter than the others. And again, it's like the units in specific prayers. For example, the morning one is short, but mm. then after that you're awake <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, but then it's longer in the day and then evening ones are shorter. Then it's mismatched, yeah. but everything's the same. You pray the same, pray towards Gaba, which is Mecca in Saudi. Um, yeah. And I think our generation are looking for more sort of back we want more. factual yeah, evidence we want to know more. rather than like, you know, just being content with like that's the way it this was always was, done. Yeah. So, you know, just do you know, like well, why we question that? And yeah. then I think when you do question it, sometimes you realise some things yeah. are not accurate. I, I was explaining something to my uh, my my daughter who's ten. Um, about the Tarawi prayers and there was something that I was you know taught to do growing up and I always included that in my prayers and then I'd forgotten what it was because this prayer was only during Ramadan so I said let me just find out what that is and then I had to google what it was called and whilst I was googling I realized it wasn't even a requirement <laughs> um, and then I just thought well why had I done it it's because like I was taught at some point and I never um, sort of like sort out mm. that knowledge myself so I just yeah. carried on doing there's it there's loads yeah. of things that you can think mm. of that are cultural things like cut them and these are like mm. I don't even know how to describe them in English like when you get together and you do prayers and things at home, oh, cut them. Cut them. Yeah. yeah, but that's not even yeah. something that as I yeah. grown up they say that's not even in the Quran. That's yeah. not that's more yeah. a cultural thing yeah. that you do. And um We do yeah, that more so when people have died and passed yeah. away or yeah. um, remembering them. So we just either we like a gathering we, and yeah, we pray and together. We, yeah, we finish and the um, you don't have to do that. People listening to this podcast and listening to the audio of it might um, might hear there's a little bit of an echo in the back here, and that's actually because we're we're actually sitting in a room that's um, almost finished, uh, but not quite yet, um, which we've uh, which we're creating at the trust. Leslie, would you like to say a little bit about the sanctuary that we're we're sitting in? Yeah, thanks, Joe. We've um, we've created a new um, spirituality and meditation room, really a health and well-being room. Uh, for anybody using the headquarters building. So we called it the Sanctuary, and uh, it's a space that um, people can book to use the room in slots of 10 minutes to half an hour um, to come and have some quiet time, either to pray or just to, to think uh, in the room in a quiet environment. So we've been able to commandeer a room that used to store IT equipment. Uh, we've cleaned it out, cleared it out, and um, had it freshly painted and uh, we've got a small project about to start to look at uh, furnishing it just with a few simple items and some storage and shelving and so on to uh, to make the room suitable for its use but we've had a phenomenal response to the room already 
Uh, and it's really good to see that people are making use of the room, particularly uh, now that Ramadan has started. If you had just one simple message or one simple thing to say, if, if to say to somebody who say, okay, right, um, I'm not Muslim, uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't even have any faith whatsoever. Mm. Um, so, but I'd like to show some solidarity or, 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 or you know, support for my colleagues who are. Um, what would you say? Be yourself, but be a bit more mindful about like you know the fact that somebody could be tired and you know someone might not. So just just being a bit more conscious of the yeah. fact that this person is fasting. Um, so any sort of like demands on them and things like that. So just. They might, they might be tired, they might be a bit more sort of like uh, ratty <laughs> and you know, just hungry. Mm. <laughs> yeah, just add my, <laughs> some of my colleagues were like, I'm just about to have my dinner UK with me eating here. Even that, just saying that just made me feel special, mm. just that they yeah. cared to ask. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Well, it's if fine. I was having a day, I was like, I'll go downstairs actually yeah. when you have yours. You don't have to move, I'll go downstairs. And now we have this room, we can just come in here and yeah. just um, relax, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I used to fall asleep and... downstairs sometimes, yeah. so having this room is, is really good. Yeah, definitely. Really appreciate definitely. it. I do as well, because like, going back about 12 years ago when... Um, I used to practice praying at a place that I worked. I was praying inside what was pretty much a, a cleaning store cupboard because that was the only space that was available. And um, I just felt like I couldn't express it to anybody that I was having these breaks and, and going for because, it, you know, there was probably nobody else doing it at the time. But I think the more you talk about these things and people become aware, um, you know, I feel kind of like really honoured that it's come to a point where I can share it with my colleagues and they know exactly where I'm going and what yeah. I'm doing. And mm -hmm. the fact that there is a designated room for this is just such an honour, uh, yeah, to so like to thank Combined Health for sort of like putting this facility in place and I think it's yeah. it's really good. What's it like when you're not on, you know, when you break your fast? How fantastic is it to break your fast? Oh, it's amazing. It is amazing, yeah. I think you like to make special things as yeah. well. We always make a mango milkshake. Yeah. It's like a special in our house. Oh, yeah, yeah, the mango last Spoiler, year. Spoiler, it's so sweet yeah. and creamy. Yeah. I think it's just who you're sharing it with as well, mm -hmm. the food. I think it's that sort of like, you know, who you're sharing your meals with, who you're breaking the bread with. Yeah. I think sometimes it's not always about how much you have to eat. Yeah. It's about how you're doing it and the fact yeah. that, you know, you've all sort of like got to that end goal together. And you know, you can. Uh, we sometimes do it to our parties as well. Yeah. We'll call yeah. people over on certain days, maybe on the weekend when you've got more energy to cope with it the next yeah, day. It so it's, you do normally don't really go around to each other's houses, but when it's Ramadan, you make a conscious effort to call others over to break fast with you. Mm -hmm. So if you've got other, other family members or friends, you'll say, why don't you break fast at our house tonight? And then we'll either cook together or it's my treat today, and then you can do it tomorrow. So there, there is that social aspect of it. It does bring people together as well. Definitely, it is all about sort of sharing and giving and sort of, sort of betterment of yourself really mm. just to become a better person you sort of strive to sort of continue some of those things that you've acquired during Ramadan so I think you know for some people not eating is hard for for others like my husband it could be not swearing so I think because you're conscious of the fact that you have to sort of have, be on good behavior or try to sort of abstain from other things and not just food some things are more challenging like than others. Like movies and music, yeah. you're not meant to really yeah. watch things. Like yeah. that. So I found that quite, quite hard. So things that would be sort of tempt you into, yeah. you know, towards like what we say, like sort of the, you know, the see you down the wrong path, if yeah. you like. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it can be quite challenging in, in, in that respect for some people as well. So, 
It's not just the physical aspects of it. We have two major festivals in Islam, don't we? Eid al-Fitr, which is the Eid that's at the end of Ramadan, and there will be another Eid around approximately two months after Eid al-Fitr, which uh, commemorates the end of the Hajj period. So that is the time where people will go on the pilgrimage to Mecca. So some people might think, well, hang on, she's having some time off for Eid. Wasn't that just yeah. two months ago? There are two. One is known as Eid al-Fitr, and one is known as Eid al-Adha, but people will just call it Eid. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something to, for people to be mindful of. Right. Yeah. Well, look, thank you very much. Thanks for an absolutely fascinating discussion. Absolutely fascinating. And um, so, um, Ramadan Mubarak. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Combined Healthcare. If you'd like to find more, you can go to us on SoundCloud, SoundCloud forward slash NHS Combinations, or you can search for us and subscribe for automatic downloads in iTunes. Thanks very much for listening.